0: All right, we're live.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Talk With ARMY, where we discuss the good, the bad, and ugly sides of K-pop stan Twitter. I'm your co-host, Delilah.
0: And I'm your co-host, Daisy.
1: And today, we are going to be talking about bts's place in the music industry and why even though a lot of k-pop groups kind of seem to fade into oblivion are only popular for a few years but like bts is still going and is still soaring to new heights so this is why bts don't have an as we're gonna call it expiration date
0: Right. So um, we wanted to talk about a lot of things today, but the first thing we wanted to talk about is basically we're going to get into the vitality of K pop groups in general and basically just talk about why there's even this talk about having an expiration date overall because, you know, it's very, it's a very interesting conversation to have. So when it comes to the K pop market, obviously, since it's been around since the uh, Mid 1990s. Um, ever since, you know, the dawn of all these companies that go and seek out talented uh, young people to go and debut in these groups, um, there's been like a huge oversaturation in the market. There's just hundreds of groups that debut every year, and barely any of them make it. And obviously, it's because of that high competition.
1: Yeah, like the industry is just so oversaturated. I mean, there will be so many times I'll see an article and it's like so and so group disbands after 4 years and I'm like, I've never even heard of this group. Yet they've been around for 4 years? Like that's that's crazy. So, I definitely think oversaturation is a huge issue, but at the same time, I mean, I kind of get it, because I feel like, in a sense, you can never have, like, too much music, you know? But, you know, these companies aren't going to debut a group like they're, like, some indie artist, you know? They want to make a profit when they debut these groups. They invest a lot into training and they invest a lot in their promotions so of course they're hoping to build a fan base with these groups so that can be hard because there's only so many people in the world and if attention is divided among so many groups then you only have a few actual supporters
0: right and it's honestly a shame because uh I feel like a big reason why a lot of um, the market is so saturated is because of the fact that, you know, there are these companies and like you said, they want to make profit, but I feel like a lot of them aren't really taking um, enough into account, like the individuality of the groups that they're producing, because it's like, we were talking about this last episode, like with how many people just become rappers for the sake of filling that role. Like people want to be able to provide like all round all rounder groups that can sing dance and rap but then it's like if you're doing that to appeal yourself as like something cooler to be looked at but like everybody else around you is doing the same thing how exactly are you putting anything different on the table you know
1: yeah uh and like that's i think um like i've seen a lot of people say that about like fourth gen groups and how like some people feeling are feeling like the fourth gen is kind of lacking in comparison to the second and third gen where like they kind of feel like a lot of the concepts are like kinda of similar and so like there's not enough like uniqueness going around currently which is just some people's opinions. Not necessarily mine. Um but I have seen some people say that and It is hard when, you know, how do you do something different? How do you be unique and stand out in an industry with hundreds of other people, which not even include idols, but include fashion directors, um, concept planners, music video directors? Like, how do you make your group stand out?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think that it's necessarily possible to make something that is 100% original. I do think that there can be a lot more work done to, I guess, make groups have their own sort of thing, uh, their own sort of niche. Like, I feel like there could be more work done for that, because it's like, you can't continue to debut groups. And it's like, oh, you have this group and they have this many singers and this many rappers and they can all dance. And it's like, you expect people to pay attention to your group when like literally every other group is doing the exact same thing as you. It's like, you have to think of something better, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, as a, we talked about how um, as a result of like oversaturation, like the competition is not just, at home the competition is going to be the international market and so first of all like if we're talking about like in inter- the international market there's already like that not a lot of demand for k-pop groups no. um and so it's like you really have to fight to get just a small slice of the pie um it's either you have a good fan base overseas or you don't like i don't think Like, I know these companies are kind of, like, trying to get them popular, uh, for example, in the U.S., but, like, the U.S. really isn't, I don't know, K-pop is still very niche, so, like, the only people really paying attention are already existing fans.
0: Right. I definitely agree with
1: that. And that's, and, you know, BTS is kind of an exception to that but when we look at groups outside of bts it's like they you know because of the western music industry not liking what bts is doing let's be honest um they're very they're i highly doubt music execs are happy that this uh boy band from south korea that doesn't speak english is outselling their artists like three times over um so like if bts has already struggled this much to get the recognition they're at um then like it's going to be even harder for everyone else
0: yeah i 100% agree because like it has taken bts so long even though it feels like a short time i feel like it's both a short and long time um but like in the just like the th- 3 or 4 years that they've been um, promoting properly in the West, more specifically America, like they have had to struggle so much to get recognition here. Um, Armies have really had to struggle to support them and to make sure that they're breaking records, they're topping charts. We've had to work really hard to do that for them. And even still, with all this work and all the success that they've achieved, they still get Um, shunned out they still get left out of the discussion a lot of times they get snubbed I mean we literally just were having this discussion the other week when they got snubbed for their Grammy award so it's like if BTS is the biggest group in the world and they're fighting this hard and still they're not fully accepted like I don't think anyone that isn't as popular as them is going to be any more accepted because if BTS hasn't got it like no one has got it
1: yeah when people were talking about um because like when bts's grammy nominations kept coming about people were like oh blackpink grammy next super m grammy next because i guess like they were submitted to the grammys and stuff and i'm like listen if bts can barely get a nomination and when they do get nominated it's um, the award is treated as lesser and pushed to the pre-show. Like, what makes you think that Blackpink or SuperM or any group is any closer to a Grammy? Like, come on, come on, guys. And this is Slits. not even to hate Let's on think. like the
0: group or any of the members. talents. this is just being like realistic. If BTS no, is not is just getting like, it, you
1: need to set yeah, you need to set realistic expectations. And I think what see the thing is, I think the reason why people set themselves up is because they really refuse to see the distance that bts has between other groups and even other artists in general like um like just out of all music artists like in the whole world like the gap is huge
0: right and they're doing so many of this solely almost solely on fan labor like there are a lot of people who are in like the top 10 selling top 10 best album and like they've had to use like every promotional tactic in the book when meanwhile for bts all they have to do is say hey we're releasing music on this date and like that's it that's all it takes for them to break records so it's like Like people really don't understand how much impact they have and like if they actually had industry support they would be so dangerous
1: yeah like i i feel like people think they're dangerous now just because of how much they've done without industry support which is why the industry so badly does not want to support them but before we get on to another tangent um Back on topic to, like, what makes K-pop groups, you know, so volatile. Um, And I think it just has to do with um, the seven-year contract. Um, There's something called the seven-year curse. And basically, that means that since that's kind of the average length of a contract, that after seven years... A group is most likely going to disband or become inactive because maybe some members will leave, some members will resign or like none of the members will choose to resign. And even if they do resign, they still might you know fade popularity wise. So like usually after seven years, um, it's like they either disband or they kind of just like fade away.
0: Right. And the reason why um, we say that BTS doesn't really have an expiration date is because they're one of the only groups to not only supersede the seven year curse, but go above and beyond any other what any other group has basically accomplished in their careers, period. Because it's like a lot of people, um, you know, we will see a lot of groups that are really renowned um, or were renowned back in their days and like they're currently like not even that relevant today but bts like they've just been going since their debut and you know they signed in 2013 their contract expired in uh 2020 but they re-signed or at least made plans to re-sign like in 2018 and you know they have never slowed down since every year they just continue to do better than the year before and as long as they're active i don't really see them slowing down anytime soon so
1: if you look at their album sales and you look at their engagement and following it exponentially increases every single year it is an exponential increase um which is i think why it probably feels like they've built like their empire so fast because like each year they just get bigger and bigger even i don't even know how like i'm glad obviously but like sometimes i think back and i'm like how did we get here
0: Right. Like, I don't think anyone could have expected their trajectory, even if you did support them. Like, because even when I first became an army back in late 2016, like, I had a feeling that they would do well, but I didn't realize like how quickly they would achieve this huge, massive amount of success. So like, that's why BCS are some of like the true conquerors of the seven year curse. I don't think anyone is going to be touching what they did anytime soon.
1: Definitely not, um, and then another thing you also have to think about is, so, like, let's divide K-pop groups, now let's divide them into, like, girl groups and boy groups, so, like, um, I think how it usually goes is boy groups tend to last longer than girl groups, and I, I, I know why, because... A lot of times, girl groups in South Korea have a lot more, like, GP support. Like, they like the music that girl groups produce more, but you can't really rely on the GP, you know? Because the GP is very volatile. So, like, if the GP aren't streaming your songs anymore, then, like, you'll kind of fade off. So, like, Boy groups, on the other hand, because boy groups usually tend to have a predominantly more female fan base, and, like, women are just generally, I feel like, this may be generalized but I just feel like women are just, like, more dedicated to their hobbies, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, quite Um, passionate.
1: Yeah, like, women are just more passionate, and so they are going, they're the ones buying albums and are going to support and stay with their favorite groups much longer, so... Boy, that's kind of why you see why boy groups have a lot of album sales but you don't really see them charting on Melon while girl groups have like very small album sales but like they're charting so it's like backwards um so um when it comes to like female K-pop groups i feel like it's even harder for them to succeed one um cuz like misogyny like once they hit 30 it's like why are you even an idol still right um like it's a big thing Uh, i remember when i don't know which show sorry was on i think it was it wasn't like the unit it was like something like that um but anyway yg was there um the founder of yg entertainment who we all hate (laughs) but anyway Mm -hmm. and he told her he was like you're like 28 now like why do you still why are you still trying to be a singer like don't you think you should like not um and like basically he was discouraging her from continuing her you know singing career all because she was about to turn 30 which is absolutely ridiculous um because like women who are 30 are definitely not hags (laughs) like right they're just getting started so there's definitely a lot of misogyny that um, that girl groups have to face, uh, which is why um, they tend to also, like, fade pretty fast.
0: Yeah, because I've noticed that, like, when it comes to that, boy groups are, like, far less discouraged from pursuing their dreams past a certain Like, age. look at
1: Super Junior. Yeah. they They just had to come back, like, a few weeks ago, and I'm like, how? <laughs> and their
0: concepts are very, like young, if that makes sense. Like, they're not the type of concepts I would be expecting people their age to do. Um, You know, so they're still, I guess, alive and kicking. But like, if this were like a female group i feel like females would go through so much more criticism because of the fact that they're older but like boy groups usually don't have to go through that type of thing cuz notice how it's always the females for example like there's a lot of people um you know a lot of aunties who try and get at older armies in the fandom and call them hags because they're older than the age of like 19 and they're standing bcs so it's like notice how all the women get called hags but meanwhile we're standing people who are like literally the same age as us, yet the people we're standing aren't also hags which is very weird. So you can see it's yeah, all these not understand.
1: I, I don't understand. I am closer to Jungkook's age than any of these you know, high schoolers. So I don't know what they're doing calling me a hag, but thirsting over JK over there. Like, it, the math is not mad thing exactly it
0: doesn't make sense like i'm not saying that they should be ridiculing bts in their place in our place but like if you're going to be calling me a hag because i'm like 22 and i'm standing bts it's like what about the boys like their age is like what 23 to like 20 uh 28 so it's like, if we're going by your logic, why doesn't, why isn't JK called a hack? Why isn't Jin supposed to be tending to his kids? Why isn't Namjoon told to get back into the kitchen? Like, I don't understand the logic with these people.
1: Yeah, it, it really just doesn't make any sense. Also because, um, like... I feel like if, like, BTS weren't, like, a boy band, if, like, what if they were, like, actors? Like, I feel like no one has a problem with, like, you thirsting over an actor, no matter, like, what their age is. Right. Um, And so, like, I don't know. I, there's definitely a lot of stigma, I think, just behind the boy band level, not level, a label. Can't speak. Um, And just, like, a lot of you know internalized misogyny that's jumping out
0: (laughs) exactly like we hope you guys get out of the sunken place soon either that or we're gonna find some guy to pick you we promise
1: yep okay so um when we say um you know bts they've beaten you know they've beaten the system they've gone against all odds like what exactly let's go over how or our evidence for that uh one of the things is like Every single year, people were saying, oh, this is their peak. Every single year, it was, oh, their next album probably isn't going to do as well. Um, people are even talking about that now. Right. People are like, oh, Dynamite's their peak, so, like, their next comeback, like, isn't going to be much. Um, even though they gained, I'm kind of scared, they gained a lot of fans with Dynamite, so have I have no clue what's going to happen in May, but, um, yeah, BTS were supposed to stop winning awards and then they after they won their first um song in 2016 uh they were i guess supposed to like flop but then they ended up doing a award show all kill after that right so it's like so it's like they they aren't slowing down they haven't stopped
0: no they've never been stopping and it's so funny seeing these people every year saying yep this is it this is their peak and i'm like y'all said this after wings y'all said this after you never walk alone then you said it after her tear answer you said after persona map of the soul 7 dynamite b aren't you tired <laughs> you've been saying this for like five straight years and you guys embarrass yourselves every year like are you not tired like bts is i feel
1: i out. feel bad for um for like solos that are like ugh, once bts hit their peak they'll disband and then solo i can solo whoever will have their career and i'm like they're 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 not gonna disband anytime soon the only time they were gonna disband was not because they had a problem with each other they didn't it wasn't have anything to do with they weren't happy with the music they were making they were just under so much mental pressure Mm. and it was terrifying for them and like that's what it was so like all these people waiting for them to hit their peak i kind of feel bad but also i guess i don't know it's kind of it's kind of ironic it's it's funny to watch them it is panic
0: (laughs) honestly like i would find it so funny if like at some point in time in the distant future bts do disband but like this they just end up like doing something completely different from music like imagine like i don't know jungkook and yoongi solos waiting for them to disband and then they finally do and then it just ends up being like Yoonkook opening a skewer restaurant like they said they would five years ago
1: (laughs) oh my goodness i i'm i'm here for it though And then also, we also have BTS, which we already talked about, um, re-signing with Big Hit. And it's not, it's not like groups never re-sign with their companies. Like, it's not that. It's just, um, you know, it's just, like, the fact that, you know, all seven are re-signing and they're still at the popularity level they are at. Um, That's, I think, what's crazy. Because, like, for example, Mamamoo three out of four members have at this point in time um Monday April 5th so this is when this is recorded um three of the four Mama members have resigned and Ween is still in talks so it's probably going to be after her solo comes out then like they'll negotiate and like we'll see what happens then but like they just resigned their contracts um I'm trying to think of like someone else who I've recently seen resign contracts um I know got seven did not resign their contracts they've all um gone separate ways and signed to different companies um but like i don't know if you're seven years in and your group is i guess not happy with where they're at they're not really making profit they aren't gaining any momentum then at that point it's like okay i need to find someone who will keep me relevant who's gonna support me because if you are very far in your career and you're kind of like not bringing in anything new then like if even if the company wants you to resign they're probably not going to spend that much in promoting you you know um like they'll support your endeavors like a company should but like they're not gonna like risk it all on you anymore so we definitely see an influx of disbandments after the contracts are up
0: right and the fact that like bts all re-signed their contracts at like the exact same time just shows that they really like communicated with each other and decided we are satisfied with what we're doing we're happy and obviously like um i do bring this up from time to time on twitter but like Um, If anyone has ever read the Harvard study done on uh, Big Hit Entertainment, or I guess their former name now they're HYBE. But, you know, when they did that study um, on Big Hit at that time, um, they were basically talking about um, the process of BTS renewing their contracts and how BTS said We'll give you seven more years, but um, make sure the con the contracts reflect all of the success and achievements that we've accomplished so far. So, like, best believe that like the contracts that they have now are definitely reflective of the impact that they've had and are a lot more beneficial to them. It's in their favor, and obviously, like, they have legal representatives outside of the company. So, if there is even any type of issue, then there would be disputes um, between them well, not disputes, but there would be conversation between them, uh, the company, and the legal representative. So it's like, they're covered, they're good, like, they're perfectly fine right now. And um, they're definitely, like, if they had a problem, then it would, I th- I would say it would be very easy to resolve it, given how, like, they're, like, 90% of big kids' income right now.
1: Right? Um. It's it's crazy. And, like, as we're talking, um, like, what is now high just acquired uh scooter bronze management agency so like that that's huge uh and all of that was made because i'm gonna say bts did that like because the reason why yeah it is bts like um because that's like the only ones who have like gotten because like txt is still like kind of new like they're not bringing in like the big coins like bts have been for the past few years um, so, like, when I say Hype um, bought Scooter Braun, BTS bought Scooter Braun.
0: <laughs> like, they did.
1: I really don't think people understand, like, the, the, the impact, the cultural impact, the, the legacy that that is gonna have on the American music industry, like, it... I'm still wrapping my head around it. Like, I'm not ready for what's going to happen, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Also hearing, like, Justin Bieber and Demi Lovato um, refer to Bang PD as Chairman Bang, that was, like, a whole trip on its own in that video. But, like, I'm interested to see where this is going. And the fact that, like, BTS was able to make this possible due to the impact that they've had, and obviously, in turn, the money that they brought into the company, like, it's because of them that they made this possible. And honestly, like, this is why, again, I don't see them having an expiration date given how much influence they actually have into providing enough money for their company to do stuff like this. And another point, you know, that we want to talk about in terms of, like, BTS against all odds, like, BTS are, at this moment in time, are the only boy group that debuted in 2013 that are still active. There have been hundreds of groups that they debut every year. And out of all the boy groups in 2013, BTS is the only one still active.
1: Like, and when we say, like, still, I mean, because, like, some groups debut and, like, they're still doing things, they're just not popular. Like, we're not saying that BTS is the only popular group that debuted in 2013. We mean, like, they're literally the only one that is either A not disbanded or be on like an infinite high hiatus type void like bts is literally the only one left standing and like i have my theories on why that is but like i want to hear your theories like what what happened to groups in 2013 like why do you think like why do you think like i have my theories but i want to hear yours
0: Yeah, so I watched a couple of videos on just, like, K-pop in general in terms of, like, the whole vibe back then in 2013. And I've heard people say that it's because of this sort of awkward positioning of 2013 and how, you know, when 2013 came around, there was already, like, so many popular groups from, like, 2012. And, like, in 2014, there's also quite a few popular groups. So in, like, 2013, it was, like, a really awkward... Place. it was an awkward time to debut because like whatever demand um that people wanted from k-pop groups has kind of been filled that's why there was a like a lot of conflict between groups and like a lot of competitiveness um between fandoms because a lot of people would accuse you know that's why BTS got some of the accusations of plagiarism and Sejiki because it's like um because there was a lot of really famous groups at the time that like it made it hard to be relevant debuting like the year right after them because it was like "Ooh, like you're in the running with people who already have such a huge fan base and have such a huge impact on the charts it's like are you even going to survive you know um so i feel like bts really like there was a lot of factors that led to their success but like the fact that they held on um in the year of 2013 is amazing because it's like they could because like obviously like i said It was that weird point in time. And the reason why there were more groups that are still active in 2014 is because obviously with a year in between 2012 and 2014, it gave enough time for that popularity to kind of like stabilize. And then people would be like, okay, now it's safe to debut. And then, you know, they would debut other groups. That's why groups like GOT7, despite debuting kind of close to, you know, older groups like XO and BAP, they were still able to hold their own. But, like, BTS debuting, like, right, like, directly after all these popular groups, I feel made it hard not just for them to sort of stay afloat, but for all these other boy groups to stay afloat. And that's why, like, literally none of them are active right now because they just couldn't catch on.
1: Yeah, I'll list um, just, like, so you can get an idea of, like, groups that debuted in 2012 and the groups that debuted in 2014. So you can kind of, like, get an idea. So in 2012, you had groups like B.A.P., AOA, and then, of course, the big one, EXO, um, EXID, uh, I think, newest, yep, newest also debuted 2012, and so did VIX, and then, in 2014, so, skip 2013, um, we had groups like GOT7, and Red Velvet, Mamamoo, um, Ak-dong Musician, I'm trying to think, um, Oh, and also Winner. Um, so that's another YG boy group. So you can see, like, a lot of these names you might know. Um, they are either, like, still active or, like, you at least have, like, heard of them. But I guarantee you, like, if I read off names from, like, 2013, most of them are new goop. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a term that is basically, it's kind of like a negative term, but it's basically groups that, like, don't really have any popularity um at all and like bts is really the only recognizable name from 2013 while the rest are either disbanded or somewhere in the void
0: (laughs) yeah because if i read off some of these like boy group names from like 2013 like i guarantee you you will not know them so if you know let's see there's boys republic there's alphabet there's xeno t there's empire there's lc9 um there's this group called surprise but instead of an s there's a five so it's like i, I don't know how to pronounce that <laughs> um there's history there's global icon <laughs> that's such a class name um there's <laughs> ft island there's
1: uh
0: let's see who else is there um those are all the ones I can see for now. But you can the only
1: groups that I recognize is one FT Island, which is technically not really like an idol dance group. They're more like a band, like Day Six. Yeah. Or CN Blue, um, and then Zeno T was actually previously called Top Dog, and then they had rebranded to Xeno T. But like I used to follow them, but then like they really just like fell into the void. <laughs> um, so like yeah. As you can see, there's really no one from 2013 that's, like, still kicking. Yeah. Except BTS. Of course,
0: BTS is still alive and kicking. And I think,
1: I think... And not only they are alive and kicking, they are literally at the top. Like, that, it it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, it's different, Like, like, there's a difference between, like being active and being like active and successful to this point because like bts aren't just like staying above the water no like they're swimming they're they're on the boat in fact they're sailing that's what they're doing because honestly like i don't think anyone would have ever expected uh the trajectory that they had and like it just baffles me every time because a lot of army say like bts's origin story sounds like it came out of a movie and i believe that because honestly you you just can't get this amount of, like, oh my god, everybody hates it on them, but they went above and beyond and they succeeded. And, like, it's just insane to see their story from the very beginning.
1: Yeah, so, like, let's just talk about why BTS made it and others didn't.
0: Right. So, um, when it came to BTS, I believe one of the most important factors of this is the fact that um, Hive gave VCS a healthier environment to work in compared to other companies because obviously as we know there's a lot of companies that do produce uh, a lot of really popular idols and those are usually the big three companies, although how big they are these days is debatable, I guess the whole term around them is big three, which are obviously SM, YG, JYP, those three companies have been really integral to the shaping of the K-pop industry as a whole And, you know, uh, BTS's uh, company, you know, being an obscure, financially struggling company that they were back then, nobody ever thought that they were going to make it. And people thought that the big three's method was better, when in reality, um, uh, Bank Shiak, Bank PD, um, he was looking at the industry and just saw that there was something lacking, that he was really interested in, you know, making music that resonated with people, but at the same time, he didn't want to force, you know, the artists that he was working with into these unhealthy conditions, because that was a huge problem with the big three companies, more so SM, because they've done the most. Um, The fact that they've had such unhealthy conditions for their idols, a lot of their idols tend to be overworked. Or, you know, a lot of them file lawsuits against the company because they've just been working under unfair conditions. A lot of people have, like, um, filed lawsuits for profit distribution, unfair profit distribution. Some of them have even, like, filed for lawsuits because um, they have experienced racial discrimination. I know that was the case for, like, three previous EXO members when it came to them leaving the group. Um, But Big Hit, Um, I remember if there was this conference kind of thing that Bang PD was doing in like 2017 where he was explaining his sort of process when forming BTS. And he talked about how he never, ever set mandatory practice time for BTS. If they wanted to do something that they would, he allowed them to make the decision of what they wanted to focus on. Um, Because I remember even Jungkook was talking about how He had the ability to choose how many vocal lessons he took back then um, and things like that. So Bang PD never enforced mandatory hours of practice on them, but he just wanted to see that like, if you were doing something, he wanted to be able to see the results of that. So it's like you could practice for however long you wanted, but you had to produce some form of results that he could see and obviously that he could give pointers on. And the fact that they had that, the fact that they have creative freedom, the fact that Um, they can also release solo work without um, having the pressure of needing to chart. I think there's a lot of different factors that go into why BTS has a healthier environment, especially with the new building that they're in, because obviously, as you guys know, um, since this is April 5th, um, uh, Hype has basically moved into their new company building and seeing tours of it with the video that they posted, that uh, conference announcement. Like, that building, like, I want to I want to be hired there. I want to work there because that building looked absolutely like am- amazing. It looked insane.
1: It did. It did look pretty insane. I th- I, th- I thought it was so funny when Lee Hyun lost his manager <laughs> in the building. Yeah.
0: that, that thing is massive. That,
1: that was funny, but it is it is huge and honestly deserve. <laughs> I think also another reason BTS made it is they just made the music they wanted to make. Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's amazing that not only do BTS have great music, but they have great choreography and aesthetics, um, but I feel like with them, the choreography and, like, the artistic direction helps enhance their music instead of, like, covering up where things may be lacking. I agree,
0: like, they're dance and their aesthetics are nothing to play around with they are no joke but never do they overshadow the actual music it never eclipses the message that they're trying to give in their songs the thing is with them is that like their music and their dance and aesthetics they all go hand in hand as opposed to one trying to cover the other um they always make sure that over everything, regardless of what choreography they have, regardless of what concept they're going for, the music is always at the forefront of the equation. And I think that's another thing that really makes them uh, so successful because while a lot of other groups are successful with their music, um, there is just so much debate around, like, the importance of music in the uh, the K-pop realm that it's, like, almost concerning because you know how we always love to talk about how baffling it is that, like, Uh, people are debating the importance of lyrics in K-pop and it's like, bruh, like, how are you debating the importance of lyrics in music? So it's like, you can tell that there's this weird faction of fans who really don't put music as a top priority when it comes to K-pop. And if some groups are more visual, I mean, that's cool or whatever, but I do think that if you're going to be marketing this to other countries, because obviously, like we say all the time, K-pop is a cultural export you really should be putting an emphasis on the music because that's kind of the the main thing that you're trying to market.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like music should definitely always come first. Um, I also think, like, even if, like, music is good, sometimes what groups try to... Oh, my gosh. My cat Alice is losing her mind. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Is, like, they kind of, like, tend to follow, like, sound trends. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, but like I feel like VTS Aren't really paying that much attention to sound trends like when everyone was kind of going the more darker route uh, They did boy with love, which was like completely opposite and I know it's completely opposite because someone had made a compilation video of like boy group releases that year And, like, Boy With Love definitely stood out. (laughs) Right.
0: Because, like, a lot of people were saying that, oh, BTS was looking for validation or whatever, Western validation. I'm like, if they were looking for Western validation, they would have had a trap title track right now. Like, they would not be dressing in all pink and singing about how much they love us armies. Like, that is not following the trend, my guy.
1: I Yeah, I don't know if people are always like, oh, BTS just, like, want you know, the West they just want to appeal to the West. And I'm like, okay, we've had this discussion, but once again I'm gonna reiterate, K pop music is basically already Western music. Mm-hmm. Um like uh unless that group is like singing, trot or playing the Gusheng, which they're probably not <laughs> or not what what is it? What's the Korean? It's uh ugh, Gusheng's the Chinese version of it. Um the korean one i can't remember what it's called but that string instrument you know what i'm talking about um unless they're doing that then it's definitely western music okay and let me tell you right now that pop is not what's at the top of the charts people like trap and r&b hip-hop um if it is pop it's more like ballad pop Mm. type songs um And if pop songs do get really popular on the charts now, it's because of, like, TikTok. Like, that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, also most, yeah, a lot of, um, while there are a couple of pop artists that are, like, um, you know, that are kind of more, I guess, towards the stereotype of a pop artist... Some of those people are famous for example like i don't know Ariana Grande or something just to give an example not saying there's anything wrong with her music but i'm just saying she's more like the typical pop artist that a lot of people would expect um but when it comes to other pop what the other pop that's kind of on the charts right now it's usually not stereotypical bubblegum pop but more of like either folk pop or alternative pop which is kind of more like Billie Eilish's realm so I don't know, like the pop that was popular back in like the 2010s, like twenty, like early two thousands to twenty tens. That type of pop usually is not on the charts these days.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, okay. The instrument is called the Gaia Gum, That's what it is. Oh, um, <laughs> you were looking at. I I, I I wanted. To, I needed to be sure because I was like, I I can't use the Chinese name of the instrument, like, so. Um, i found it though (laughs) but yeah alternative pop is like what's really in um and so i i really don't get where people got like the whole they just want to seek you know the western music validation because if that's true then why the heck are they not being awarded for so-called appealing to the west like they if they were like wouldn't they even be more successful than they already are if you think about it wouldn't they have playlisting wouldn't they have radio play but like no they're not getting any of that so it just doesn't make sense
0: right but anyway onto to our third point as to why beaches are currently making and others are not um, one thing I have definitely stressed in the previous episode: um, their roots in hip hop. Uh, I really think that their roots in hip hop have helped them in terms of lyricism, sound, and authenticity. Um, we have talked about like how amazing the BTS rappers are, and honestly, even the way that we talked about how much we love them, I feel like even that doesn't do it justice. I feel like there's so much I can say about the BTS rap line and how their influence with how they've been influenced with hip hop and how they in turn have influenced the other members with hip hop how that has sort of really helped them go far especially um in developing their sound and you know again like I say American hustle life that also really helped them to perfect their sound in hip hop take it seriously um or I guess more serious than they were before and you know just to see them talk about, um, you know, what hip hop means to them, I think that really just goes to show you how important it is to have that foundation if you're going to be in a group where you have both singers and rappers. Because it's like, that's what the thing I was saying in terms of oversaturation in the market, how like every group or almost every group has a group filled with like singers and rappers and it's like you see that they're trying to appeal to a specific demographic but at the same time like they a lot of times are miserably failing like you can't just say that you're going to be a rapper and then just do whatever you know you there's a lot of importance that comes with that title and if you're not going to be serious about your work if you're not going to write your own lyrics that's usually seen as taboo and for bcs they make sure that they don't do that um so i definitely think it's important especially in terms of like the fact that bts's music is generally um very meaningful and a lot of their songs are very rooted in anti-establishment ideals which is basically one of the main qualities of hip-hop music and also storytelling narration bts also does a lot of that in their music and you can see that and you can like, always look at their music and look at music found in hip-hop, especially old-school hip-hop, and be able to see, like, the parallels. It's very apparent if you look.
1: Yeah, and even, um, it also feels very parallel to the founding of Sotaji and Boys, and I think that's maybe yes. why the Korean GP click a lot with them recently, um, especially because, like, This is, like, the first time that BTS have been going on more variety-type shows since their Mm. explosive popularity boost. And, I don't know, I'm really glad that, like, people are really seeing them. And, you know, they're not just, like, oh, the group that's doing good overseas. Like, they are really genuine, kind, funny individuals who deserve all the love. Um, and then speaking of you know bts deserving i think you know their work ethic is just ridiculous like they're always practicing they're always making music um in between promotions like we we know that they spend a lot of time just in the studio and so the fact that it's not like they're being forced to do that like they want to do that like we see see their work ethic and I think that's like w- why people just like even if you don't like their music you can respect the hustle
0: right and ironically enough or even unironically I don't even know which one at this point like they even talk about um how they work in their music um because for example a perfect example of this would be disease that is found in their most recent album b where they talk about how even when they're on vacation, they feel like they just want to work, you know? Because obviously everyone kind of has the, well, I don't think everyone, but like sometimes people might have that feeling of when they're working, they want a break, but then when they're on a break, they feel like they should be working. And then like, you can see how that work ethic is really ingrained within them to the point where like, they're just constantly doing music. And then even for people like, for example, Yoongi, um you know they usually say that for him a lot of his interests and in hobbies revolve around music so even when he's not technically working he's still making music which i find so funny because it's like regardless of what he does it always ends up being around music in some way shape or form so it's like you can really tell that they love music and music takes up a huge part of their life and because of that that's what allows them to work cuz i remember even in um uh, i think it was break the silence documentary where um uh hobie he was basically talking about how if they didn't enjoy this line of work it would show on stage but like you can tell that they enjoy themselves on stage which means they really like what they do and when you really like what you do again that allows you to be able to work hard to be able to perfect it or master it in any way that you want um because like for example like a year like A group like BTS to be active for almost eight years at this point, the fact that their work ethic has not slowed down is incredible because a lot of people, once they become famous, you know, sometimes they might start becoming a bit laid back, a bit lazy. Um, They might become a bit more unmotivated, but BTS has never stopped grinding, like
1: ever. Mm. Um, and then, like, but it's not just, you know, BTS that's doing a lot of grinding. Um, armies in turn mirror BTS's work ethic. They do so much to support their content and, like, what BTS give out. And that really, because at the end of the day, it really is up to fans to support their artists. Like, it doesn't matter if someone releases the best song. Ever created on Earth. Like, if people aren't sharing it, people aren't listening to it, then like does it even really exist? You know what I mean? Um Yeah. So like the fact that BTS has been able to go this long is because of us making sure that they aren't forgotten, making sure that they stay relevant. Right,
0: because I'm pretty sure we talked about this on previous episodes. I don't remember if it was episode four or not, but like it was us basically talking about how um, it's important that, like, even though we all know that qu- numbers don't necessarily equate to the quality of a song, it is also still important that you support that song because, you know, even though music is what artists love, and, you know, I feel like being able to reach um, people with their music is what a lot of people are looking for rather than the monetary gain. Um, It's, you know, being able to have that support behind you, that is what allows you to continue doing what you do. Because, for example, if you have um, people who are, basically not supporting your work then you're going to be stuck in a cycle of not being able to go into future projects and because of that you fall further in debt which means you have to go and release something else to make up for the loss of costs, but then people are still not streaming your work and it just keeps on going on and on and so you're in like a huge mountain of debt and then oh you have to disband now because the company's tired of losing money
1: and you know i think we've kind of like we've said enough on like why bts has like made it to where they're at so like um the next question is okay so if you aren't bts um how do you All the non-bts just have to listen (laughs) how do you stay relevant like obviously um it's gonna be really impossible to reach bts's level like i think using bts as like a standard is not the thing to do because no. what they're doing is unprecedented it's so like out of left field it's a once in a lifetime thing to even witness and i feel i've said it before and i'll say it again like i feel special just to like see the history they're making like i'm going to you know 30 years from now like you're going to look back and be like wow like i was there for that you know um and mm. so it's like if you're not bts and like what do you do if like as an idol what do you do um and there's quite a few ways um so like a lot of idols um also do acting and i also read an article um from someone i think like in the acting industry that said that idols are actually preferable to like new actors with no experience because like idols i guess since they have experience being in front of the camera And they have experience um, doing, being well-rounded that like they would make good actors, I guess. So like there's plenty of actors um, that used to be idols or people that do idol and do idol promotions and acting.
0: Yeah, because we've seen it with, um, uh, for example, uh, Taehyung, where basically in 2016, he was a part of this historical drama called Hwarang. And he played as the character Hansung in that drama. And um, yeah, that's just one of the ways that um, some idols branch out. It's not like he particularly needed to, but he just wanted to try acting for the first time. And he was really good on that show. Um, If you haven't seen that show, I recommend it. It's cool. I enjoyed it. But yeah, that's one of the ways that um, some idols stay relevant. Another... Another thing that they do is they do modeling. You will see that a lot of them do um, go and walk on fashion shows. They might go to a certain fashion week, um, whether that's in like New York or London or whatever. You'll see a lot of idols do modeling. It's quite common.
1: Yeah. Like, for example, Blackpink does a lot of modeling. Um, Like you can go on their Instagram and like see... Like their models for everything, from like Vogue to like Louis Vuitton, Chanel. So like fashion industry, you know, modeling. Um, even like Yanjun, from Jan June from T, from Tomorrow by Together. He was just, um, did, like, a fashion collaboration, was invited to be a runway model, which was, like, absolutely huge, because mm. Tomorrow By Together is such a, like, new group, so, like, that was fantastic. Um, so, like, modeling and fashion are huge, and not even, like, just, uh, like, modeling and fashion as in, like, being a brand ambassador, but people like, uh, Keebam, Key from Shiny, he, um, he's, like, a fashion director at um sm so like he does a lot of shiny styling oh wow um yeah so like he yeah he has a lot of hand in like how like their outfits come about um for shiny promotions so that's another um that's another um way that they stay active
0: yep and uh and one of the other ways that they stay active is uh drama osts and um, if you don't know what drama OST is, it's basically just like a song for drama. And a lot of groups uh, do make songs for like things like K-dramas and whatever. Um, they also do make songs for things like animes. I know TXT did something for Hi-Q, Um And... I remember there was also if you haven't been here for long um basically back in 2016 um you guys remember how I just said that like Taehyung, um did uh, he did acting for Hwarang well he also did the OST for Hwarang as well him and Jin actually were on that track together um and I believe the track was called Even If I Die It's You um you can easily find it like on YouTube or something so Do go look it up if you haven't seen it. But yeah, it's stuff like that. Also, there was um, a couple of other songs that BTS have done for dramas. I think one of them was Don't Leave Me. I don't, I don't, was it Don't Leave Me? I'm pretty sure it was. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Don't Leave Me that they did for a drama. And also... Was oh,
1: Don't Leave Me part of a drama?
0: Was it? I feel like it was either part of a drama or it was, like, me and my Delulu self wanting it to be part of a drama so much that I just <laughs> believe that it is.
1: <laughs> well, we also have, like, a lot of the Japanese tracks are OSTs. Like, Film Out just came out. Yeah. Um, Your, Your Eyes Tell.
0: Yeah, that's, those, both of those um, are OSTs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I'm trying to think. Because, like, BTS... I feel like they have the potential to do, like, more OSTs, um, but, like, I think only, like, V and Jin have, like, done drama OSTs.
0: Yeah. I th- it's only been them so far, but, like, I definitely feel like if they wanted to, they could totally, like, they could totally nail it. Also, um, uh, <clears throat> petition for BTS to do an anime opening, please. I am begging.
1: I want it so bad. Especially because, like, they're Japanese tracks... Never miss. Let
0: me tell you, Jin on those Japanese tracks, I don't know what he eats for breakfast, probably CDs, because, oh my god, every time I hear him on a Japanese track, he is slaying.
1: BTS, Japanese rock, OP, ASAP. Oh
0: my gosh, yes, the audience needs it. But anyway, (laughs) that was another way that um, some idols like to get exposure. And um, lastly, um, this is probably the most uh, common one, but a lot of K pop groups do go on variety shows. That's one of the main ways I think that a lot of these groups do get exposure. And BCS obviously do this as well. Um every, like I think it's more apparent for newer groups because obviously they're new when they need that exposure. So they usually dabble in a lot of things or appear on variety shows as much as they can if they're given the opportunity. But like for BTS, now that they've um, blown up so much, they can now be a bit more choosy with which shows that they're on, which is why it took them so long for them to actually get back into being on it wasn't even like variety shows that they came back on obviously these shows that they've recently been on they're just like talk shows in general so
1: Mm -hmm. and then for like um to give like non bts examples uh heechul from super junior uh he's part of the cast for knowing bros um and bts went on that show back in 2017 during dna era so like a lot of times um idols will become fixed cast members like for the board of these variety shows which is like kind of cool and it makes sense because like idols are are usually like very entertaining yeah um and so the fact that they have like a a well-rounded like background makes them suitable and then we don't have this listed on the outline but it just popped in my head but like radio shows and stuff yeah um TXT does a lot of those. TXT uh yeah currently Taehyun and Hyunin kai they are hosting um a radio show segment. Another example is for from Mamamoo. She has um a radio um segment that like she's also doing. So like there's so like radio is another pl- platform that idols can go to.
0: Yeah, but those are basically all the reasons that we have. So the question that we want to ask now that we've listed all these is: Do BTS really need these? And I feel like the short answer is a uh, no. But why? Um, but, but let's
1: talk about why. Why are we asking this? Why are yeah. we asking this, Daisy? Because apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, people lose their minds that Jimin is not on like the cover of. Um, I don't know what's a what's a Chanel. fancy brand Chanel something Young is not a brand ambassador for Gucci like people are losing their minds that BTS are not doing individual promotions that they're always doing things as a group so like our question is but like do they do they really need to <laughs> like why? Uh, short answer no um
0: long answer the reason why they don't is because A lot of these are mainly just ways to get exposure. So there's no need to continuously do it um, because BTS is way past the need of getting exposure, especially domestically, because it's like they're already currently a household name in South Korea. So if they're going to be needing exposure from anybody, it's probably going to be from somebody in America and not Korea because it's like they've long been domestically famous. I don't think there's any type of show or any type of opportunity in Korea that's going to give them more clout than they already have. So that's why these days they're, like, so much more choosy with, like, what shows they go on because they have the luxury of doing so because they're already famous. So, like, people who think that they need to be acting or they need to be modeling or they need to be doing a drama OST or they need to be on other variety shows, they don't have to. They can do it when they want to.
1: Mm-hmm. I see this all the time. People are saying, oh, when big hits, like, going to hinder their career by like not letting them venture out into other things and you know that like once bts is like done with like they're not gonna have a place anymore which like i'm pretty sure just by having was part of bts on your resume is like more than enough to get you anywhere
0: Period. Like a lot of people think that like if BTS don't start doing XYZ that suddenly they're going to be like so irrelevant but it's like we are here for their music that they provide so it's like why would anybody ever unstand them for not doing things that have no relation to music at all? It's, like, me who came in because I related to the messages that they provide in their songs, why would I now go and unstand them? Because I'm not seeing Jin on the face of this brand new K-Drama, or because I'm not seeing, uh, I don't know, Jungkook in the Olympics or something. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not the Olympics. But, like, it's, it's interesting, because this is this is a K-pop only thing. Mm. And I think at, part of it has to do with, like, K-pop being such a volatile industry, because... No one is, like, sitting there asking when is Ariana Grande going to do a Vogue photo shoot. Um, like, I mean, right. she's done one in the past, but, like, no one's, like, oh, she needs to do this and this, this. No one's, like, when is um, Megan Thee Stallion going to uh, walk the New York Fashion Runway or something. Like, no one is, no one says that about Western artists. It's only K-pop idols that have to, like, expand into other ventures to stay relevant. Like, isn't that kind of, like... shouldn't you want their music to just be enough and if they want to do other things then they will
0: yeah i think it's because people are just afraid that their group isn't gonna last long and to that i say definitely have more faith in your groups if you're really that sure that their music is worth it and just like and don't project that
1: onto bts yeah don't put that onto bts don't 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 don't, be projecting
0: your concerns onto that because it's like That's what really angers me because a lot of people will complain about like BTS not doing certain things and their reasoning is because every other K-pop group does it but like let me tell you something, BTS is not like every other K-pop group. We have seen that time and time again. So it's like when you start using standards that every other group has towards BTS, which is not like every every other group, I hate to make it seem like they're not like the other girls. I'm sorry if it comes off that way. But just because of their unprecedented success, using standards from other groups and using them onto, like comparing, projecting them onto BTS, I don't feel like is going to get us anywhere. So people- Why why do they
1: have to be like other- k-pop groups this is bts that has broken records set by michael jackson the beatles they literally just bought out ariana grande and justin bieber's management company like they trust me not being like other groups is is doing them amazing like favors okay so i don't know where i'm going with this I just started talking without, like, my thoughts in. <laughs> but, like, the point is, is, like, <coughs> I choked.
0: <coughs> R.I.P.
1: I'm dying. Uh, I choke on my rice. Daisy, you know what? Finish my thought for me while I'm dying over here.
0: <laughs> to translate what she just said, basically, um, I think that when it comes to BTS and how different they are to other groups. It's okay to be different and I feel like them being different is basically what saved them in the long run. Because if they were like every other group, they wouldn't stand out. And if they didn't stand out, they wouldn't be successful. I feel like people are putting way too much thought into what other adventures they should be doing that have nothing to do with their music, when it's like their music is already enough and it's already gotten them this far. I don't think that them being models for Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Yves Saint Laurent is going to like really do them any good. Like They're already the best selling artists worldwide. Is unless there's a level above best-selling artists worldwide, there's nothing that any of these things could do for them. Um, and BTS, while they can choose to do these things, they don't need them. And I think that's where the distinction is.
1: Thanks, Stacey. <laughs> I almost died um, via curry, which, you know, is a nice way to die, but, like, not in the middle of recording. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah i think we pretty much um covered that section so let's move on to the next section where we basically um kind of just talk about how to avoid the seven-year curse as if any k-pop group is going to be listening to our podcast as for tips on how to avoid disbanding after their seventh year
1: true but i also feel like because one of our main points isn't even anything to do with the group (laughs) yeah Um, so first of all companies need to market their groups the right way and prioritize quality of music over everything because something might look nice on a music video but like you want them to be streaming on apple music and spotify or domestic platforms like melon or genie so like yes um you know visuals i think are An important part and a great part and it's something that I I absolutely love dissecting visuals and I think it's such I think it's a creative field that is definitely should be respected like I hate when people put down things like CGI music videos um, because like you know people do a lot that's expensive people do a lot uh, to animate uh, CGI so like great But the music really needs to be there. So then that way, when the colors and the fashion isn't there, people are still going to want to listen.
0: Exactly. I fully agree with that because, you know, I kind of see it this way where like, if we were to break this up into percentages, I feel like the music, the song itself should already be a hundred percent and the visuals and aesthetics simply add to that to give it bonus Um, because like like you were saying how aesthetics and stuff like that visuals is such an important part of k-pop and i do believe that the amalgamation of music and visuals can really create something that's amazing and we've seen the way that bts utilizes that to convey certain messages through their art but the problem lies when the visuals again the visuals should not be used to um basically cover up the lack of substance of the music so I should be able to go and watch a music video for a song, but then go onto Spotify and listen to that song on its own and feel the exact same type of fulfillment as me having the music video on my laptop screen. Like I should be having the exact same fulfillment watching a music video than I should listening to it on Spotify.
1: I think um, when we listen to like BTS on Spotify, we get even more fulfillment because like the audio quality is different and like oh yeah when you're just listening cuz bts like their production is so good they're so they're so good at mixing and deciding what sounds to put in which ear like if you've never sat down and listened to a bts album with headphones on you have to do it like i promise you will notice things that you never heard before you we'll hear how they play around with, like, the left and right ear system. Like, it, their production is just crazy. And, like, uh, I, I remember people, um, when Black Swan came out, um, that, you know, we didn't have, like, a music video for that until later. So, like, everyone was just listening to it on, like, Spotify. and We were all, like, losing our minds. <laughs>
0: we were. And, like, Honestly, again, like you said, their production value is incredible and like they have, they're so meticulous in the way that they craft music and you can tell that they pay so much attention to detail because I remember mentioning this in a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but I feel like I mentioned this before where I was watching the behind the scenes of the dang music, uh, not the dang music video, the dang um, track on Spotify and this wasn't the one that they posted to their bangtan tv channel this was like the extended one on like i think one of the memory dvds but basically when they were working on dang in the studio um j-hope was listening to his part and then like one of his ad-libs was cut off and then he was like oh i just realized that this ad-lib is cut off and i was thinking i was like wait what ad-lib but then like when i heard the track back I realized that like he was so keen on like such little details that I otherwise would have never even heard if I if he didn't point it out. And it's like that's how much they pay attention to detail when it comes to making songs. So it's like you know that like people who care that much for even the smallest minute things of their music, you know that it's going to be fulfilling listening to that music on its own. So you will never ever like listen to a BTS song And feel like something is missing if you don't listen to the music video.
1: Um, and then this is also a very important part. Um, if you want a group to avoid the seven-year curse, is like it's really up to fans to support their artists and you know buy their albums, stream their songs, because that's what keeps them going. And like, I don't understand why armies are constantly shamed for being obsessed with streaming. But like it's because we care about streaming and we care about sales and we care about charts that BTS are where they are. Like do you know how stupid you look for like coming at us because we care that BTS's music is met with the success it deserves and then they achieve that success, like the fruit of our efforts are clearly shown. And yet people want that same results but don't want to put in our work. Like Like, it doesn't make sense.
0: Pure buffoonery. We talked about this in episode four as well. Um, You need to work for your faves if you want to see them achieve results. Because a lot of people want BTS success, but they don't want to put in ARMY work. And that's the problem where a lot of these K-pop fans are um, blaming us for working too hard instead of looking in the mirror and realizing that they're working too little you cannot expect the same type of success if you are not working to stream your fave songs, if you're not working to buy their music. Like, a lot of people say that, like, concerts are the main way that artists can gain uh, money. And while, okay, whatever, but concerts are, cool, like, maybe, but when a
1: pandemic hits, then what? <laughs> right, like, the no fact concerts. that the pandemic hit-
0: the, fa- the fact that the pandemic hit and everybody's concerts got put on hold, it's like, how is your fave making money now? If that's their main source of income, now what are you going to do now that you can't go to their concert and you can't give them money? And while some people can bite that loss, I mean, take BTS, even though their entire tour was canceled, like, not only did they hold online concerts, but those concerts made so much money. So they're fine, but you can't say the same for, like, Nugu groups who do not have the resources to be doing online concerts
1: and of course like it's not that easy to just be like oh um you know they just need the fans just need to like do better because like some groups are small and have a small fan base and it's so hard to get people to look at them it's so hard when you're in an industry that you know is run by having connections Uh, Like, it it can be hard for, like, smaller groups to, like, raise up. But, like, what's NCT's excuse? Right. What's Seventeen's excuse? These aren't Nugu groups. What's their excuse?
0: (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't make any sense how there are some of these groups and they're so popular, yet their, like, their fandom, like, really is not making sure that their popularity reflects in the charts. It just baffles me. Um and look, I understand that like everybody has a life on twi- off of Twitter. Even armies have lives off of Twitter, but if you want your faves to succeed in a really big way, you need to get organized. You need to mobilize your fandom and like obviously it's I've not easy. I've seen people
1: but- do like funding pools now for albums and stuff. Who started that? I wonder why. Right?
0: Like, it was literally us. We're the blueprint for, like, every single streaming tactic, voting tactic, and, like, album sale tactic on, like,
1: social media, period. (sighs) I don't know. It's getting, I don't know. It's getting really annoying to be like, oh, we only care about streaming. It's not that we don't, it's not that we don't care about other things. It's just that we understand that. You know, charts reflect what is good, like good in quotation marks. So, like, subjectively, of course, just because it's charting doesn't mean it's good. However, if you want your faves to be seen as successful, like, that has to be, you have to have an example. You have to have proof of that. And the easiest proof is just for them to be at the top of the charts. That's the best proof that you can give them that like people enjoy what they do and we enjoy what bts does and we want to make sure that they know that
0: right saying you love them doesn't pay their bills okay like you can't just be like oh we love them for their music but it's like if you truly did love them for their music you would want to make sure that they're supported in the best way possible and look i understand that some people have priorities and that's totally fine even i have priorities but like if you like as long as you do like support them to the best of your abilities it doesn't matter if that's like a little bit or a lot that can make a huge difference in the long run a lot of people just don't want to try and a lot of it is due to the misconceptions they have of what like supporting their phase would entail because we've talked about this before again on episode four where a lot of people have misconceptions about streaming where they think that streaming for some reason is just sitting in front of a laptop for like 10 hours a day and like looping the same music video and it's like you guys are so like you guys are so whack for thinking that i'm sorry
1: like do you guys not have a shower playlist i have a shower playlist and it changes all the time because what i do is is like i add like recent songs that have like come out that i've been like bumping to and want to boost streams and so like whenever i take a shower i just play that playlist and then um if like a few weeks will usually go by and then i'll add songs remove some others and so like that playlist is always like keeping fresh like what i'm into at that moment and then of course there are like some songs that like i've kept there for a while just because i really like them um but like yeah that's just like a simple thing you can do uh do you you know when you're on your way to school or work you can just listen to it like that's what i did um in middle school and high school when i took the bus i listened to music the whole way i did not want to interact with anyone don't want to talk to anyone i just sat there with my you know airpods in not airpods i didn't have airpods when i was a middle schooler (laughs) with my (laughs) with my little um you know earbuds and my tiny pink ipod nano so like uh you definitely listen to music all the time whether it's cleaning or in the car so like streaming really isn't as stressful as people try to make it streaming
0: is literally just listening to music on a streaming platform that is it it doesn't matter how many times you actually listen to the song the second you play even one song on a streaming platform that counts as streaming and you know don't get that. when
1: you're like watching a netflix advertisement and they say hey this series streaming now that means it's available to play and so that when you go watch it you are streaming it right the word
0: streaming simple as the, that the word streaming is not exclusive to music it is it's, it, it's been used for things like um podcasts or watching movies like i don't feel like people truly understand what streaming means and i feel like because of those misconceptions that's what allows that's what makes people become discouraged from actually supporting their artists their favorite artists the way they should be and that's why a lot of them are tanking on the charts so that's why a lot of people will say that they love them but then at the same time it's like okay but what's their chart position you know what's what's the number of sales yeah. they have
1: i think i think we are reaching the wrapping up point <laughs> for this segment so we just have like a few small things um to reiterate for our conclusion and one of those is don't worry about bts not expanding into other ventures of entertainment they're not even 30 yet they're young they have plenty of time to do whatever they want to do if taehyung does not you know want to act again until he's like 60 years old like sure why not (laughs) like he they bts do not have to do everything now it's okay i i think we as a society have like this thought process especially with young people that like as soon as we turn 30 we shrivel into dust like a grape um (laughs) (laughs) not a grape a raisin (laughs) a raisin we turn into raisins as soon as we hit 30 but like we 30 is very young so i hope people really don't stress
0: right Stop stressing
1: bts got all the time in the world
0: Yeah, they do. And if they ever decide to do anything in the future, that's because they want to at that particular time. So I feel like a lot of people just need to really enjoy the present because if you keep on focusing on what they should be doing in the future, you're really not going to be enjoying the music that they're putting out now. Because imagine if like every time BTS came back with something, I was worried about the individual activities that I think they should be doing. Like that's like I would just end up completely neglecting the fact that like, hey, they literally just dropped an album and I'm not even appreciating it the way that I should be as a fan because I'm just so caught up in what I think they should be doing simply because I've seen other K-pop groups doing it. But we have to understand they're not like other groups and they have the luxury of being able to do things when they want. And if they're not doing something right now, that's their decision and we should be able to respect that
1: yeah like it's okay i i don't know like to me i i don't know to me i feel like bts are kind of like the same age when i first got into them like they i mean yeah they've matured and they've aged and i and i see that but like also they don't feel like old or running out of time either like i feel like they just have so much good things ahead of them still and so like it's all chill guys um and then I think the last thing we want to touch on this is I think the most real we're going to get for this episode <laughs> um except except the fact that BTS may be less popular a decade from now and that is okay. You know, BTS have made songs, you know, about like the spotlight and you know, losing their fame. For example, I mean, we have Black Swan, but also songs like uh, Forever Young. Um, Like, if you look at the lyrics, like, that's all about one day standing on a stage and, like, the seats are empty. And, you know, there will come a day where BTS are exponentially growing. Maybe they've gone a little bit stagnant, but you, you don't have to worry about that right now. You know, when that time comes, it'll come, so, like, just enjoy them. And be in the moment, you know? Don't be stuck on, like, where they're going to be 10 years from now until it happens.
0: Right. I feel like it's going to be okay that, like, regardless of whether or not they gain popularity, you lose popularity, or just stagnant for the rest of their career. Like, BTS are BTS at the end of the day. They're going to continue making music the way they want to make music. And as long as you focus on that, um, it makes it easy to just kind of forget about what they might end up like in five years time or 10 years time. Because obviously, there are so many different, like, worries and concerns people have. I know the most immediate one right now was, like, the whole enlistment thing. Like, they're wondering who, first of all, is going to be enlisting out of, like, all seven of them. Whether it's just going to be one person at a time, or it's going to be them going in subunits, or all of them enlisting together. Nobody's quite certain about the future right now. But honestly, like, just live in the present for the moment. Because stressing about all that is just not going to be good on your mental health regardless bts will be bts in whatever form they're in and we just need to be okay with that and even if like 10 years from now they're not as popular as they are today that's also okay i feel like people just need to not put so much stress on themselves thinking about it and just enjoy the ride because right now i'm enjoying the ride and as an army i don't regret you know being here on this ride even though i'm not sure where exactly we're going to be going but i'm happy right
1: now yeah like i mean the their bts talk about this during the most beautiful moment in life series and they also kind of address this concept a little bit in um film out the fact that like something is what makes an experience great is the fact that it doesn't last Mm. you know it happens for that moment and then it becomes a memory and so you really just want to experience things as they are you know be just be present i think that's the best way you can support bts and you know the best way that you can be a part of like the fandom in a way that isn't know stressful you know you we worry about so many things all the time but like one thing we don't need to worry about is what are bts going to be doing you know five ten years from now
0: right i feel like as long as you just be present and focus on the here and now you have nothing to worry about but yeah that's pretty much all i have to say i'm pretty sure we basically just talked about everything i don't know about you how are you feeling
1: no, I think I think we summed everything up. So, um, if you guys have been listening for this long, thank you once again. Um, we've I've noticed like we've recently had like a spike in listeners, but like watch that like now that I've said this, it's gonna like drop. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but I feel like I I just get afraid to like speak things into existence because then I feel like I'm gonna jinx it, and I'm like, oh well, never mind then.
1: Okay. Uh, uh. Wait. 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 Okay. Knocked on wood. There we go. It's all good now. Um. So I only have glass around. We can't knock on anything. <laughs> oh no. But yeah. So like that sums. That sums up our thoughts and feelings on people's desperation for BTS to just like do other things. Um. And we want to know what your guys's thoughts are. So when this episode comes out, you know, DM us. Um, reply to us on Twitter. We love hearing your guys' thoughts. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.
0: Yeah. And the next episode is going to be on the spreading of misinformation in the fandom. So do stay tuned for that.
1: All right. Bye for now.
0: Bye. Talk with Army is written and edited by Daisy and Delilah, who you can find on Twitter at Naja0329. That is at N-A-I-J-A 0329. An Adorable Trap. At A-D-O-R-A-B-1-E-T-R-A-P You can also follow our official podcast Twitter At Studio underscore 090713 That's at S-T-U-D-I-O underscore zero nine zero seven one three. The thumbnail art was commissioned by Rafa Who can be found on Twitter at RKDraws That's A-R-E-K-A-Y underscore D-R-A-W-S Stay tuned for a preview of the next episode.
1: If you if you have heard of this information, if you've heard this fact and you believed it, um, it's okay. Lots of people believe it. But trust us, there is absolutely no source or anything that logically points to Tay and Hobie switching roles before debut.
0: And it's a shame because so many popular accounts have spread this information and just really misinformed so many new armies. I'm looking at you Squishy Minyungi, you will always be on my hit list for that. Because oh my gosh.
1: Those those they're not the worst introduction videos, but when I look back at them, back on them, I'm like this this could have been much better. You don't understand like Squishy Minyungi If you're listening to this, I'm sorry to put you on blast, but, like, so many people were reacting to them, so many people were using those videos to learn about BTS, so a lot of people's first deep dive into BTS were those videos, so, yeah.